Well, hello there. Fancy meeting you here. My name is Tommy Jones, and this is my podcast. So let's take a few minutes, talk about life, and we will see where we end up. Welcome to Off the Cuff. I'm glad you're here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Tommy. I am so glad you have taken some time to be with me today. This is one of my first podcasts, so I, I want to start just sort of maybe by introducing myself. My name is Tommy. Again, I think we've covered that now. I'm the pastor at Grace Church in Easton, Arkansas. I'm podcasting from a studio that is actually the supply closet behind Amber's desk. Amber is our admin. We took this supply closet and I made a rudimentary, I would say, crude tabletop. There are some decorations in here. All of the decorations I have in here, well, I shouldn't say, most of the decorations I have were given to me by our student student minister, Stuart Main. Uh, they consist of things that he had in an old aquarium. There's a pineapple a la Spongebob Squarepants, some greenery, I guess. There's a bird. If you've seen the cover of the podcast, or at least what I want to be the cover, I cannot guarantee that it's going to be the final cover, but what I want to be the cover is a bird. It's a wooden bird a friend of mine gave me, and it's wearing headphones, so it's in here with me. And uh, then there's a bunch of cleaning supplies and whatnot, so that's about it. But, all right, so today... I want to talk to you guys about something so important and beautiful and painful, all of those things. One of the things that I think is, one of the things I think we do often as people is we begin to see others as less than human. And before you say, oh, there's no way I could ever do that. There's no way I could ever think that way. I don't ever do that, Tommy. That must just be a you problem. I just want you to think back. And today's, today's we're going to deal with uh, talking about a, a group of people we have who go out and serve the homeless population. I'm not sure if homeless is the PC term or not, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Displaced people, people without homes. I don't know. But is it easy for us to begin to see people like that as less than human a little bit. Again, you're, I know your quick answer, because I know my quick answer. No. Oh, no. I see everyone as a child of God. That's what I want to think. And that's what I want to do. But then I think of how many times I've seen someone down on their luck, down in life, and just sort of stepped over them. I think about how many times I've been at a stoplight or a stop sign and someone has approached my car window or just been sitting there on a bucket with a sign. And the main thing I want to do is not make eye contact with them. Because as long as I don't make eye contact with them, I don't really feel like I have to engage them. I don't have to smile. And I wonder if the core of that 
if by not making eye contact, and I'm really just thinking through this for the first time with you, that's part, I'm, I'm an auditory processor, and this podcast is giving me an outlet to auditory process with you. So I wonder if by not making eye contact, what I'm really doing is allowing myself to not see that person as human. Maybe that sounds harsh. I don't know. But by not making eye contact, do I allow myself to not think that's someone's brother? That's someone's son. That's someone's daughter. Someone's mother. By not making eye contact, do I give myself permission to not think about the fact that that person was created in the image of God and loved dearly by the creator of the universe. I don't know. Or is it just simply I don't want to engage because I'm too busy? Maybe it's deeper. It's it's this and it's not it's not just me, and it's not just you. A lot of it's the people who seem to be the least and the last and the lost. It's just easy to somehow not think about them. You know, there's people who die in our city. I'm willing to bet there's people who die on a regular basis. And they're buried, or they're put in wherever you put people who've died with no families. I don't know. But no one mourns. No one sings. No pastor speaks. Nobody cries. And I just think, man, what a, what a cruel way to die. And so I wonder how many of those people who, and I, I don't know what the solution is. This isn't about finding solutions. This is just talking through the reality of life. We obviously can't give everything to everybody. But should there be something more? In me or in you? Should our hearts break a little more when we see these people? I don't know. I know this. There's a group of people from our church, and they go out every Friday night. And when I say every Friday night, I mean every Friday night. They go out if it's snowing. They go out if it's sunny. They go out if it's raining. Uh, if Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve. I think you get the picture. Every Friday night. I can probably count on... I don't know, maybe one hand, the amount of Friday nights these people have missed that I know about. They are out in these streets every Friday night serving displaced people, serving people who, who don't have a hot meal. And they take them good food. It's not like we're giving them, you know, sometimes when you do a, a canned food drive, everyone brings like those lima beans or some junk that nobody ever wants to eat. Like when the church says the canned food drive, everyone brings the thing that's been sitting in their pantry for six or seven years. It's some sort of foreign potted meat that no one would touch. We're not feeding folks stuff like that. We're feeding folks pretty good stuff. As a matter of fact, we often work with an organization called Aaron's Meals, which uh, maybe I can figure out a way to put a link to that in this podcast deal. But you can, you can look it up. It's on Facebook, Aaron's Meals. They, this organization centers around serving high quality, good meals, the kind of meal you would eat. 
to homeless people. And so we often partner with them to serve people. But the point is, they go out every Friday night and serve homeless people amazing, good meals. And then we also take them bags of stuff that they can have later on. It's a really cool deal. I wish I was more involved in it. Honestly, I should be. My daughter has a heart for it. I probably haven't nurtured that near enough. That's, that's a bigger conversation for another day. But So these folks go out every Friday night. And over the years, they've met certain people who they've fallen in love with. And one of the people they met that they fell in love with was a man named Ray. I think his nickname was Sugar Ray. And Sugar Ray, uh, my wife, daughter, and I went out with this team one night. And that night, Mr. Sugar Ray was sitting in a planter box. I, I'm trying to describe this in the best way I can. So it was outside of a gas station. It was a concrete structure. And I'm going to guess it was about three feet tall probably four feet long, three feet wide. Uh, dimensions aren't my strong suit. I'm not an architect, but I think you get the picture. It's concrete. It's a planter box that's raised up. And when we, when we met Sugar Ray, he's laying in that covered up in a blanket. And he's funny, telling jokes. Seems to, to be relatively clear in thought. And you're like, man, how in the world did this guy get in this situation? But he's a homeless man. He's living out there. Super nice guy. And so over the years, the team that goes out on Friday nights fell in love with this man. And this team that goes out on Friday nights is such an eclectic group. It's made up of, there's a, there's a family with kids, and there's teenagers, and there's couples, and there's singles, and there's people who have the same lifestyle, and people who have different lifestyles. And there's, it's just such a beautiful group of people who come together for a common cause, and it's gorgeous in a million ways. This team goes out every Friday night. Mr. Ray, they fall in love with. A few days ago, we find out that Mr. Ray was killed. He's beaten to death. Horrible, horrible death. And so the team, after a student night we had the other night, which is we do it on Wednesday night, after a Wednesday night students, the team got together and they were sharing with the the teenagers who go out, what had happened, everyone was crying and mourning. At one point, the team, there's about 20 of them, they get in a big circle, they hold hands, and they pray. One of our young men, I think the guy's 16, 17 years old, he leads the group in prayer. And so they're, they're praying and crying and hugging, and, and it was painful. It was painful to watch because they were hurting. But there was also something beautiful happening because this man was being mourned. For someone who so many of us are so quick to dehumanize, to look over, to ignore, this man had experienced life. He'd been loved on week after week. He'd been given a hot meal week after week. He was known by a group of people. And he'll be mourned in his death. One of the people on the team looked at me and said, can we do something? Can we do a funeral or whatever? And I said, dude, we will do whatever y'all want to do. We'll do whatever. Like y'all want to have a ceremony? Y'all want, want to tomb something? Whatever y'all want, I believe our church will support. But because they were willing to go out and look up and see, this man was known by people. I mean, he died in a horrible way, and I don't, I don't even want to think about that, not, not for one second. But at least 
he experienced some life. At least he was known by some people. At least he was loved by some people. And this team that goes out every Friday night, they're sacrificing. Like their hearts are on the lines. They're falling in love with people who are living in horrendous conditions. And most of these situations are not going to end well. That's the truth. They're just not going to end well. No matter what my team is willing to do, I shouldn't call it my team because they operate on their own. The church simply tries to support them. It's Amber Scott's team. Amber Riddle, excuse me. She's married. That was her maiden name. But she's, man, she's got a story too. And God has just worked in her life. And now she's leading this team. But they go out and they see people. The people that you and I refuse to make eye contact. They touch. They put their hands on their shoulders and say, can I pray over you? And when I took my daughter out, and, and she was doing it, you know, there was part of me that wanted to hold her back and part of me that wanted to protect her and take care of her and pull her away from those people, right? But she didn't see him as those people. She didn't see him the way I've seen them so many times with careless eyes. She saw them through a lens of love. There's something beautiful about that. Man, I'm sorry. For what happened to Sugar Ray. Of course I am. But I'm glad that a group of people will miss him. I think people deserve to be mourned. People deserve to be missed. And I don't know what you and I do with this. Again, that's, that's not what I do. We can't solve every problem in our 15, 16 minutes together. But perhaps it's worth thinking about. Maybe we start by the next person we see. Maybe you're at a stoplight right now. Maybe there's someone who you're trying to not make eye contact with. I'm not saying you give them cash or I don't know, man. Maybe it starts by just praying that we begin to see people as children of God. There's a beautiful verse in Matthew 25, and it talks about, well, let me, if you don't mind, let me read it to you. I'm going to pull it up right here on my, on my computer. Let's start in. Verse 35. So this is Matthew 25, 35. And it says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then the righteous looked at him and said, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Wow. So is it a leap to say that when my team, not my team, when the team, the Serve in the Streets team went out and fed sweet Mr. Sugar Ray, is it a leap to say Jesus saw that as them feeding him? Is it a leap to say that when they made eye contact with Sugar Ray, Jesus saw that as them making eye contact with him? It's worth thinking about, my friends. It's divine to help find the humanity in people.
I don't know. I need to grow in this area. Maybe you do too. And I pray you have a great day. I pray you lock eyes with someone today. I pray our hearts begin to open to people. It's an area where I need to grow, and I'm willing to bet it's an area where you need to grow. I appreciate you spending this time with me. This is Off the Cuff, man. This is my podcast. Let's talk again soon. Love you. Jones out.